Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How are you? Upstairs. Happy New Year. And down here, Happy New Year to you. Uh, please, can you turn to your neighbor and just uh, tell them, wish them a Happy New Year, blessed uh, 2020. Indeed, uh, it's a fantastic thing to see all the wonderful faces of, uh, of people having made it, having made it into this new decade. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, we come in celebrating what God has done and what God is doing. Uh, we just uh, got a report uh, yesterday evening that uh, the church has grown. Uh, one of our elders, Elder Kimathi and uh, Tabitha, uh, music worship leader here, have uh, produced somebody called Dorka, uh, what's her name? Deborah Elizabeth McKenna. We celebrate the Lord, what the Lord has done. We are growing this church by hook or by crook. There are some of you who are on the wanted list. You need to, you need to multiply. Buenas, if you a son. God is good. Um, I want to start off uh, this, that is our new year, by talking about an area that uh, many of us start out the year doing, being very introspective and looking at ourselves. Uh, normally in the year, at the beginning of the year, it is usual that we, we weigh ourselves. We take the body of work that we did the previous year, perhaps referring to 2019, and we look at the place that we are in life, and we weigh them on the scale of our ambition. Many a time, in fact, all the time, we fall short, each one of us. I don't think that there's anybody who is in this building who has accomplished everything that they said that they wanted to do in, in the year 2019. There is nobody here who has done it. There's always, when you look back and you think and you, you introspect and you examine yourself, there's always something that we could have done better. There is something that we shouldn't have done. There are things that we could have tried a little more to do. There's always some place of shortcoming. We come into this time of this year following deep introspection, thinking about the things that have happened in our lives, with resolving to do things a little bit better than what we had done in the previous year, which actually forms the body of a thing that is called our resolutions. We normally come up with resolutions. And because we have many among us who are children here, I will try to talk, and I hope that the Lord will be able, and the Spirit is on who speaks to us, may be able to understand even all that we are talking about here. Even the children, the little children in, in school, at the end of the year and the new year now that has now come, normally resolve to get better grades in school. If you finish the year as a number three or number four, you're saying this next year, this year I want to be a little better than I was last year. I want to get better grades. These days I know that schools are not necessarily grading people in numbers. Uh, you know, it, it, I, there's, a, there's a, a new system that has come around. But we are still saying and we are still hopeful that we may get better grades. The children are talking about better grades. Others are saying that I will pay more attention to teachers than I did 
2019, I know as a youngster, I was not a very attentive person in school. I was perhaps one of the noisy ones when I was in primary school. And every year, I think I would say, I would pay more attention, especially after the cane that uh, we had swallowed because of not performing too well. We always determined we will do better. Perhaps we have talked about having doing extracurricular activities, being involved in sports. There are some of us who are saying next year, I'm going to, or this year, I'm going to be involved in some sports. I'm going to do uh, maybe chess. I'm going to learn a game. I'm going to uh, learn how to play an instrument. These are resolutions that we come with. Perhaps we determine to get better friends. Children, we all have done these things. Among our youth, there's many of us who are aspiring to get clarity in what to do with our career. I know that many times in our lives as youth, after we have finished uh, uh, high school, uh, you're now going into university, perhaps, or to college, or whatever it may be, uh, you're not too sure about what it is that you wanted to do. I, I mean, I, I know there are people who, who wanted to do computer science, and they were called to the university and admitted to animal husbandry. And you're now wondering, now, how do I, how, how, where, where? In the previous uh, years, I know that there are many, even here, who did uh, some, some interesting courses and eventually now have found themselves in the thing that they want to do. But as a young person, there's always looking for clarity, aspiring to get into a long-term, serious relationship, not just relationship. As young people, we are aspiring. This year, 2020, is my year to get into a long-term, serious relationship. Many of us are determining also what to do with our nascent salary. We've just begun to work and you're earning some money. And you're wondering now, what will I do with this money? What should I do? Okay, we have many uses for money. But many a time, we don't really know what to do with it. Even as a young man, I remember getting my first salary as I worked. My friend, it was a lot of money. 18,000 shillings. I was living with my parents. And uh, I wasn't paying rent. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't paying electricity. I mean, I, was, I, I, was, I would wonder, what do I do with this money? It's so much money. Now, if you gave me that, hey, it would be a wonder. What will I do with this one? As, a, as adults, among us, we're always looking to do better in our relationships. To exercise more. <laughs> this one is, a, is, is an interesting one, isn't it? All of us. And, and when I look around, I can see guilty smiles. I see guilty smiles. The things that we said that we would do in 2019, some of us are more guilty than others because we stood here and we said, we will do. Now 2020 has come and it's like, a, Hiya. we said, we said, exercise, save and invest with more wisdom and consistency. These are things that we are always saying, all of us, at various levels, are thinking how we can do better than the previous year. We want to do better physically. We want to do better economically. We want to do better spiritually. We want to do better e emotionally. We can talk about every aspect that we want to do better in. The danger is this, that we will end up focusing on ourselves more than on what is really important in life. And it is a danger because a lot of times in this year we're looking at ourselves. At the beginning of the year it is ourselves. It's me, myself, and I. 
And this year, we want to start out this particular series. And this, this is our series for this month. It is called Fix Your Focus. Somebody say, Fix Your Focus. It's important because we need to fix our focus. There is a tremendous power in focus. What you ardently focus on, that you can generally achieve as a human being. Whatever you focus on, you can most likely achieve. Why? Because the human spirit is extremely powerful. The thing that you choose to look unto and to do, this is the thing that you will normally achieve. From my own history, I have looked at people, people who we were with in school, who were perhaps not gifted very academically, yet they had a focus. They were focusing, and right now, when you see what they have done with their lives, they were focused, who would have, if they were to be voted, who would be the most successful candidate in our year, and they would be perhaps languishing somewhere down the bottom. But because they had a focus, they have now gone to achieve things that others who are gifted, more gifted academically have not been able to achieve because they had a focus. They had a focus. If you have a focus, you are able to do exceedingly more than other people who are not focused. Genesis chapter 11 and verse number 6, God also speaks about the same thing about humans. In Genesis 11 verse 6, the Lord said, Behold, they are one people. They have all the same language. And this is what they began to do. And now, nothing which they purpose, nothing which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. Whatever it is that they have focused on doing, nothing will be impossible to them. This is the power of the human spirit. That if you purpose to do something, it shall, it, 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 in most aspects, you will most likely be able to do it. I had a friend of mine uh, in my single days, and uh, he, was, uh, he was very interested in this young lady who was uh, also our friend. And this young lady couldn't stand him for, for Jack. I mean, really. He would come up and she would like, ah. And this, this young man had said, me, this is my wife. This is going to be my wife. We used to laugh at him and tell him, but I mean, there are many others. in this. Why don't you look for this one doesn't like you? He said, no, this one is the one I've determined. I, I will marry this one. And do you know that uh, a few years later, after focus and persistence, the young lady gave, gave up and said, all right, fine. I will be your wife. Today they are happily married. Focus. Somebody say focus. <laughs> you need to fix your focus. If you are focused on something, you will actually get it. You will see. Now, now you're looking at me and wondering, hi, yeah, yeah. So now what is this message? It's about focus. It's about my own power, my human spirit. If I can do it without God, then why is it useful? Listen to what Paul then says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 12. Paul gives a different perspective. He says this, all things are lawful for me. But not all things are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. It means that I can do everything. I can look for anything. All things are lawful. There is nothing that I cannot do. I can do it all. So long as I focus on it, I can do it. Paul says it. So long as my focus is there, I can do it. 
But then he says, but I will not be mastered by anything. Let me tell you that the things that men pursue can very easily become masters over them if one is not careful. The very things that we are talking about, resolutions, the very things we are saying, I want to be so focused on getting a job, on getting money, getting investment. I want to be so focused on getting ahead in this and this, 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 this other way. It can very easily trap you and entrap you and cause you to be a slave to it. In seeking to make a better living, our search for money can land us in the shackles of mammon. And mammon is a spirit. Because we are running for money left, right, and center, we may find that we are now slaves to money. Anything we do is in the consideration of money. Will I get money for it? How much money will I get if I did this? How much money will I lose? Oh, and everything is, then you become a slave to it. There is a danger. And Paul is saying that all things are lawful, but I will not be mastered by anything. Sometimes in seeking long-term serious relationships, we are running around looking for men, women. Uh, we're, we're finding, where can I find that one? Where can I find that one? And you end up finding that very shortly you are enslaved by a spirit of, of, of lust and infidelity. Those are things that can hinder us even as we are focused on things here on earth. And I want to tell you this morning that there is something else because Paul uses a term here, an economic term that is called profit. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. I may think that if I drive a huge car, that is profit to me. I may imagine that if I live in a wonderful big house, that is profitable to me. It may be profitable to me that I may get academic degrees right to the very top. It may be profitable to me that I, you know, all these things that we desire, it may be profitable to me that I can run Ineos in under two hours because I have become fit. Anyone who is wanting two under two hours here? It may be that I, I, just, I just need to be so fit that I am, I'm so flexible I can move my head, my legs right to my head and, and, and keep standing. I mean, you know, these are things that we desire. How profitable are they? Mark chapter 8 and verse 36. Jesus begins to give us and to ask us a question. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits or lose his soul? What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world? Then, are these things that we're chasing, are they profitable? The question is big. Is it profitable to gain the whole world? If you have everything that the world offers, Jesus is asking, is it profitable to gain the whole world but lose your soul? There's a big question here. And why is it a question? Because I wonder, I have realized that you cannot get ahead in this world without there being a, an exchange. There has to be an exchange for moving forward and for, for moving and growing in the world, in the Babylon system that is here, the only way that you can move ahead is by exchanging your soul for a movement ahead. Have you ever realized how people who have, are moving ahead very quickly, perhaps they were believers before, 
now they are seemingly on a tangent and they are moving very quickly. And you're wondering, how come so-and-so is no longer in church? So-and-so does not want to come to church any longer. So-and-so is, is their, their Christian witness is some, some dwindling. Eh? Have you realized that that happens? What has actually happened there? Somebody has exchanged the world for their soul. Satan, the plans of Satan are the same as they have been ever since. Do you remember Jesus on the mountain in the wilderness? Satan came to him and Satan asked him, told him, by the way, all these kingdoms I will give to you. All of these kingdoms I will give to you. All you have to do is worship me. Give me your soul. Give me your soul. Worship me. And I will give you all these things. They were all in the power of Satan. That power, Satan still has all that power now. No wonder you look at some people and they are progressing quickly. And you are wondering what is happening. They are actually progressing in exchange for their souls. Why do I tell you this? Because God wants you to prosper in a different way. 3 John verse number 2. 3 John verse number 2. He says, I pray that you may prosper in all ways. That you may prosper in all ways, including your health. But number two is that you may prosper as your soul prospers. So you don't have to exchange your soul to prosper in the kingdom of God. There is something here that I'm trying to tell you. That we need to fix our focus. Somebody say, fix your focus. Fix your focus. Fix your focus. If your focus has been on these things that are here, fix it. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. This is what it says. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. This is what we need to do in 2020. This is a secret in running in 2020. secret to running through 2020 successfully is fixing our focus on Jesus is fixing our eyes on the King of Kings, is fixing what we are looking at, the things that we look at, we fix our eyes on Him. In fact, He is said to be the author and the finisher or the perfecter of our faith. Those of you who are here as we crossed over into the new year, we made a declaration that this year, 2020, is going to be the year of perfecting faith. It's going to be the year of perfecting faith. Why? Because our God is the finisher. He is the perfecter of faith. And as we fix our eyes on him, as we fix our eyes on him, he is going to be able to sort out the things that surround us. As we fix our eyes on him, that there are things that normally are around and about us that can cause us trouble. There are things around and about us that will cause us to lose our focus, to lose our direction. There are things that will cause us to want to take our, our attention this is it that we need to do. Fix our eyes on Jesus. Fix our eyes on Jesus. 
Fixing one's eyes on Jesus requires faith. And there are many things that will come our way in the year 2020 that will want to sway our focus away from fixing our eyes on Jesus. Already we have, we have been reading reports about the economy of Kenya, the economy of this country. It looks like has, from 2019, last year it was looking a bit shaky. They are now writing reports that we are going to go into a season of, of trouble in the year 2020. But this is what the state of the economy should not sway our attention from fixing our focus on Jesus. No. In fact, the Bible says in Genesis 26 and verse number 12 that Isaac sowed, he went and he sowed his seed in the year of famine. And the Bible says that he had a harvest, he harvested 100-fold in the same year of harvest. When others are dying because of famine, he was harvesting. Why? Because he had his faith upon the faith of, of his fathers, Abraham. He had seen what God had done in Abraham's life. He had seen what God had done in Jacob's life. He was now here and he was saying, my faith rests on God. And therefore, even though it may be a famine now, I will yet plant in, this, in, the, in that famine and I will reap 100 fold. My friends, 2020 is coming. Whatever the situation of the economy may be, so long as you and I have our eyes fixed on, on, on this, that is Jesus, it does not matter what the economy says. You and I will prosper in Jesus' name. So long as you are fixing your eyes on Jesus, David says famously in Psalms 37 and verse number 15, he says, since I was young and now I am old, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or even their seed begging bread. David says it, I have never seen it. Why? Because he is focused. The righteous is focused upon Jesus. They have their eye fixed on Jesus. And when you have your eye fixed on Jesus, everything else around you does not matter really. Because he is able to bring you out and into situations that you would never have imagined possible for you. Somebody say, fix your focus. You see, the present state of your health may be a concern for you. And it may want to sway your focus on Jesus. When you're looking at Jesus, you're wondering, hey, how, how is it that my health is, is, is problematic? You have prayed for many a year and you have said, I, no, it is not manifesting. My healing has not manifested instantly. But listen, sometimes our health may cause us to wonder about Jesus. May, want, may cause us to want to look away and look at other things and stop fixing our eyes on Jesus. But this is what Jesus says. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8. For this reason was Jesus manifested, that he may destroy the works of darkness, that he may destroy the works of the devil. One as if you. If there is something that is in your body, that is your, your, your feeling is a work of, of, of darkness, for this reason he was manifested. You know, they have always said one thing. They have said one thing. That if you keep doing something and expecting different results, you do keep doing the same thing and expecting the different results, that it is madness. Is it, is it not said so? Let me tell you, prayer then is madness. And they will laugh at you when you are praying over the same thing that you have been praying about. You have been praying, Lord, 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 won't you heal me? Lord, won't you heal me? Lord, won't you heal me? Say, do something different. Go and No, 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 I remain here. Lord, won't you heal me? And my friends, God will come through for you. 
Do you remember Sarah? Sarah was promised by God that she was going to give birth to a boy. And it took 25 years for her continuously confessing that she is a princess. Saying, oh, my name has changed. I'm no longer Sarai. I am now Sarah. I am a princess. I am the mother of nations. 25 years they were saying the same things. People said they were mad. People said this is, this is madness of the highest order. How can you call yourself a princess? Oh, in the order of things, when you have your eyes focused on the king of kings, it doesn't matter what the world is saying. It matters what he is saying. Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter what 2020 is saying to you in your ear. Ah, all that matters is this, what the king is saying. And you need to have your eyes focused on the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Your relationship may be enduring some really rocky times. You're on the verge of giving up. The temptation is to go the way of the world. You are tired of this character that has been in your area. You're saying now that was the last straw on the camel's back. Now in 2020, it is done. God is saying, hey, listen. Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 4. This is what the Lord says. Fear not, for you will not be put to shame. Do not be, you will not be humiliated and you will not be disgraced. Many of us are fearing shame in 2020. And this is what the Lord says. If you focus on me, <laughs> you have your eyes focused on me, you will not be put to shame. I don't know if you hear me. I don't know if you're hearing me right now. You will not be put to shame. Our God is not a God who puts people to shame. He doesn't put people to disgrace. People who are focused on Him. This is the way of our God. The year 2020, God has said, it will be, He will be in the business of increasing our faith. 2020 is for increasing our faith. Our faith at the beginning of 2019 or 2020, perhaps is, is small and it's little faith. But let me tell you and let me prophesy to you now that by the end of 2020, some of us are going to have great faith. Why? Because as you look at the king, as you keep looking at him, as you look at him, there is something, a dimension in the spirit that passes on to you that you begin to grow in your faith. You begin to grow as you keep looking at him. Do you remember the story of, 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 of Peter and the disciples in the boat at night? And Jesus was walking on water. And as he was walking on water, these people saw him and they shouted, oh, ghost, there's a ghost. How many have ever seen a ghost in their lives? They saw a ghost and they were shouting, they were crying, they were saying, Why? what's going to happen? And Peter looked and said, Jesus, if it is you, bid me to come, call me, come. And Jesus said, come. And Peter, the Bible says, was looking at him as he stepped out of the water. And the water was holding him. The water was solid. It was solid as he was walking on it and walking towards Jesus. Ah, there are some, some of us who are going to be walking. Anyone who's going to be walking on water in 2020? As he was looking at, at Jesus, he was walking on solid, solid water. I don't know if it became ice. I cannot explain it as a mystery. How he was walking on that water, he was walking on it. But as soon as he let his focus go on to the wind and the waves, the Bible says immediately he began to sink. And Jesus was immediately there and lifted him up. I want to tell you that as you focus on this king, you begin to have great faith. 
as you focus on him, you begin to have great faith. It is not, it's not so much of a process. It is like you just look at him, focus on him. As you're focusing on him, faith begins to be imparted upon you. You will begin to do things that others will begin to wonder and ask, hey, my God, is that so and so? Is that what? Because why? They have have fixed their focus on Jesus. Not on these things that are around us. They have fixed their focus on Jesus. Someone tell your neighbor, fix your focus on Jesus. You see, the disciples realized that they required increased faith. In in, in Luke chapter 17 and verse number 5, Jesus came to them and told them, by the way, if somebody sins against you, offends you, Seven times in the same day. Forgive him those seven times. Forgive him. For me, that, that they, 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 look, they looked at that and said, hey, 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 this one is hard. Seven times, somebody forgives me. Uh, somebody offends me. And I, and I say I forgive them every time. That's very hard. Lord, increase my faith. Because for some of us, it is just one offense. Somebody offends you once. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Stuck kunapa. Eh, go. We need a faith increase. Seven times. The same thing. The same day. Seven times. I think uh, our spouses are the ones who normally feel the heat. One has a few. Yes. You offend them and then you still have to sleep in the same bed. And they are very... Mm. Am I speaking the truth here? Am I? Am I? Or am I? One as if you. If your spouse is sitting next to you, just give them a smile because we understand these things. They happen. God is calling us to be a people of faith. A people who can do dramatic things. I'm talking about dramatic things. You see, there was a story of this young man. Well, he was a young man from the Rift Valley. He did very well in his examinations and was meant to go into Form 1. But he didn't have school fees. He had the acceptance letter. And so he went to the school and said, there is a, I, I serve a, a good God, a great God. He is able to supply. And he went and he queued on the line of people who are paying school fees. He didn't have fees. He didn't have money. He didn't have anything. And you know he was standing on the queue. The queue is getting shorter. Do you know how you feel when you're you're doing such a thing? You feel very foolish, isn't it? And he would confess that he would feel very foolish as he was doing those things. And he was the last now on the line. And the cashier is there. So he presents his, his, his acceptance letter. The guy picks it. says, oh, it's you. Your fees has been fully paid. Just go. And of course, he goes to class. He doesn't ask about how it was done. He knows God has done it for him. Every term, every term, from from 1 until from 4, he would be on that queue, not knowing what would happen. And every time he would get there, ah, it is you. Your fees has been paid. And he goes to class. My friends, God is saying something to us. That we need to begin putting a demand on the power of God. 
if you look, please put Hebrews chapter number 6, chapter number 11, and verse number 16. You see, this is a kind of man for whom God says, I am not ashamed to be called their God. You see, there's a group of people. Eh? Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. There is the inverse or the converse of that. It means that there are some people for whom God is ashamed to be called their God. Hello. That young man I was telling you about, him, God says, aha, I am proud. He's putting my, he's putting a demand on my power. He's putting a demand on my glory. It is evident that this one depends on me. Who do you depend on in your life? Who is it that you're depending on in your life? Are you depending on God? Or are you depending on your Godfather? No, there is a Father who is God for whom we need to depend on. Hallelujah. God is calling us in the year 2020 to be a people who he will not be ashamed to call, to be called. You know, we may appear somewhere and say, by the way, me, my father is God. And he says, apana, apana. Sema tu kweli. No. I am not your father. I am not your God. You have other gods. Your bank account is your God. Your job, your, 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 your title, your, your, your qualification is your God. You, I am not your God. In this year of 2020, we want to put a demand on the power of God. To do things that we cannot do ourselves. To manage and to give glory to him in the way that he desires and deserves to be glorified. You see, when I read Hebrews chapter number 11, I look and I see people who put a demand on God, who put a demand on the power of God. They, the Bible says that the, the mouths of lions were shut. Flames and fire was quenched by the power, of, by, 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 by the belief and the faith of these people in their God. Listen, God is calling us. We are called a church of courageous witnesses. 2020, we need to be courageous. Ah, slap your neighbor and say, I'm courageous. You have to be courageous to slap your neighbor, by the way. Hey, you have to be courageous because they can rise up on you now. We have to be courageous. We have to be courageous. And we need to be courageous and put God, put the power of God on demand. Put it on demand. And say, Lord, we want to see you come through for us. In Jesus' name. You see, practically for us as K3C, there are some things that God has been laying on our hearts to do. And we want to put a demand on the power of God for us as a church in K3C. One of the things that God has said, we want to make 30,000 disciples within our heartland by the year 2025. So we have five years to get 30,000, to make 30,000 disciples. My friend, I don't even know where those people will fit in this church. I cannot see where they will fit. But I don't care. That's not my concern. What God has said is make the disciples. He will determine where they will be. I don't know if you hear me. 30,000 disciples from our heartland. And we are not going to go and go to Isili and, uh, and, and, and we are looking at our heartland here. This place of Kileleshua, Kilimani, Lavington. In this, in this neighborhood, we are asking God, God give us these souls. Bring them to us. Cause them to learn about you. Let them not go to hell. And yet, there is the message of God here in K3C. Let them know that there is a God. 
and let them follow you in Jesus' name. We're saying we are putting a demand on the power of God. Is he able to do it? Oh, I wish that there was somebody who was a believer here. I don't know if we are believers. Do you have believers here? Are there any believers here? If I had a believer, someone would lift up a chair and begin waving it and saying, Yes! <laughs> that is a believer. Those are people who are radical, who are saying we are taking it by passion and by force. Hallelujah. We are saying, in this month of January, we have not been a people of much prayer and fasting. 21 days of prayer and fasting. Hey, you have eaten enough in December, oh. Now that chicken must work. Now that mbuzi must work. Let us begin to pray. Beginning on 11th of January. Mark it on your diary. 11th of January. Until the 31st of January. We are going to be putting a demand on God. Saying, Lord, that you have put us here. We are saying we want those 30,000 disciples. We are saying we want that our lives may reflect your glory and your power. We are saying we are not giving up until it happens in our lives. Every day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. For 21 days. Oh, I wish that there was somebody who would say hallelujah somewhere. Some of us are going to lose weight. Eh? If it was your resolution... It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. You know, there are some things that glorify God and, 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 and help you as well. This one is one of them. 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're going to be asking God, Lord, come and do it for us. From 11th up until the 31st, 31st we'll celebrate. We're going to be having outreaches out and about in this place. We're going to be doing things, events that will bring people to a knowledge of Jesus. And we are expecting and putting a demand on the power of God to be available anywhere and everywhere and every place that we go. We're going to talk about, as we're asking for 30,000 people, we're saying we must then also stretch our tents, stretch the cords of our tents. So we're going to be increasing the service, weekend services that are available here. Already our second service is full. This one is full. Upstairs, downstairs is full. We cannot add, even if we add more people, it's going to be maybe five or six, I mean, it's a few more people. Therefore, we need to extend our services. We need to have more services. We're going to have a youth service that will be aligned for the youth, and youth specifically. We're going to have an evening hymn service. Hymn service. You know, Pastor Dennis normally struts here and sings and sings. That one, he will not be allowed to sing there. When we sing, we're singing hymns, and with hymns, we only sing and raise one hand like this. The other hand is holding a is holding a hymn. One as if you were son. <laughs> he will not be allowed to do that. He will be singing like, and you know he doesn't know hymns. Where is he? <laughs> hymns will be here, and we'll be having a hymn. A hymn. Those of you who love hymns, and I know normally when we have hymns here, you're always gushing and saying, "Oh, oh, oh. there'll be a hymn service, an evening hymn service." Bring as many people. You know those ones who got saved in those eras of. There will be a hymn service. There will be a Swahili service. We are saying, I mean, in this place, we are not going to be an elitist church that cannot speak in Swahili. We are going to be preaching. How many guys are Swahili speakers who are in? There's over 300,000 people in our heartland. My friends, this one is a challenge to me. 
Because Oswali is not my language. <laughs> but we must do it for the glory of God. It is not for any man. We must do it. We must bring people. We must have, make disciples of men. And we are going to do it in this year. We are going to have Swahili service. Services are going to be growing. Third thing is we are going to have, we are going to begin to do work on our roof. We have talked about this roof. We've talked about it once or twice. You see, this is a, it's a roof that requires doing. Number one, it's asbestos. We stopped using asbestos in this country many years ago. It is banned. But yet for us as a church, we have been having it here. It always gives us troubles. We are saying this year, 2020, by March, we're going to have this roof done. We are putting a demand on the power of God. We are putting a demand on the glory of God. We are saying... We are going to do it. It costs us, it will cost us two and a half million shillings. Do you think that God can supply this by 2020? If you said yes, you know it is through you that he's going to supply that money. Buanas, if you were sana. And it is also through me, by the way. It's not like, it's, I'm not going to, I will give that this roof may be replaced. And it shall be evident that God is here. That we are not depending on humans or men. We are saying it is God who's going to take charge. We have one who is among us, who is going to be taking a lead uh, in, in bringing people together. Somebody called Angela Mutunga is here. She is uh, sitting beside us here. She is going to be bringing together a team of people who can come together and change this roof by March 2020. <laughs> it is possible, it is in the realm of possibility, Buana Sifiwe. God is able to do it, and he is longing to do it in Jesus' name. Listen, as we seek to do these things, let us remember that the overriding factor is one thing, that we need to keep our eyes and our focus on Jesus and Jesus alone. Why? Because Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16 says this, For by him all things were created, all things, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities, all things, have been created through him and for him. Three things. By him, through him, and for him are all things created, visible and invisible. Everything is in and through and for him. And therefore, if we have our focus on him, we have everything that we need for life and for godliness. As we close, there's this particular verse, Psalm 60. Psalm 60 and verse 12. Psalm 60 and verse number 12. It says, through God, we shall do valiantly. This year, through God, we will do valiantly. Through God, we will do valiantly. And it is not us who will do and defeat our enemy, but it is he who will tread down upon our enemies and our adversaries. It is he who will tread down our enemies. What enemy is there that is, that, is, that is facing you in 2020? Is it divorce? He will trample it down in Jesus' name. Is it health? Is it some disease, some illness? He will trample it in Jesus' name. Is it lack of funds? Is it brokenness? Even that one is an enemy. We will trample it. He will trample it in Jesus' name. 
Whatever it is, the Bible says, through our God, we will do valiantly. As we focus on him, we will do valiantly. As we look up unto him, we will do valiantly. I, I am feeling 2020 is our year. Anybody feeling like me? 2020 is our year. Father, we bless you. We thank you because you are a good God. We want to walk in you. We want to hear you. We want to see you. We want to operate under your glory and under your power. Even now, Lord, we submit ourselves to you. There is somebody here who wants come, who's coming into the year 2020. And you're saying, I am not saved. I am not born again yet. But today I want to, I want to start with Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender my, my life. I want to fix my focus on him. If you're here, just lift up your hand where you are. And we'll pray with you. And you will start this new year in the might and the power of Jesus. If you're here, just lift up your hand so that we can see them. I will give you one, one, one more minute. It's wonderful. You can see that hand. Any other hand? Any other hand? You want to start 2020 with Jesus? Would you say this prayer after me? Lord Jesus, I come to you. I give my life to you. I surrender to you. Won't you write my name in the Lamb's book? Today, from today, I am yours. My focus is from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on me.